I am very excited to be joined in studio this afternoon by Etherize. You are, I'm just going to introduce you as if you're not here, but you are here. Etherize is a New York native singer and songwriter whose works have been performed off Broadway and at acclaimed film festivals in New York City's musical theatre and counterculture scenes. Your serene and vivacious vocals have been heard um, on stages from warehouse concerts to cabaret showcases. And now you are here in Hong Kong with all of us. And how is it to be in Hong Kong after such a star-studded life in New York? Oh, that's very sweet of you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Um, It's wonderful. Uh, You know, I was at a point where I wanted to travel and explore the world. And I'm fortunate enough to come here at this moment in time and uh, meet a community of people that I could share my creative talents and and passions with. And uh, uh, so I'm very fortunate to do that. And uh, you don't want to stay too stagnant and comfortable, right? No, you know, of that's course what's not. part of the catalyst that uh, keeps the creativity flowing. <laughs> Push your boundaries. Yeah. And so we're talking today about show tunes and musical theatre and Broadway and things that I can't even imagine because as I've mentioned on the show before, my baby daughter covers my mouth with her hand when I try to sing her lullabies. Oh, so no, it's, not, come on. it's a little bit outside of my realm. Her taste has got to get refined. <laughs> so um welcome tell us how why what is the lure of this world that people live and breathe it well i would have to say that there is a definite catharsis with listening to uh, musical theater soundtracks and resonating with those scores i mean primarily what musical theater is in those shows it's telling a story through a means of music and art that sometimes would be very difficult for other people to be able to articulate Mm. so then you're able to resonate with those other characters and the stories they're telling and relate it to yourself i think one of the most primary visceral urges that we get from a compelling musical theater show is that it brings you back in time it's like a form of time travel you know you go back to that moment in your mind when you first heard that song and maybe you were going through this cataclysmic shift emotionally or some large life-changing event and it's like it brings you back to the point where you could even smell what you were smelling when you first heard that song or saw that show and it made that emotion uh, resonate within you and uh, it's it's a catharsis because Mm. I think a lot of times um, people, it's difficult for them to express their feelings, express their emotions, but when you're able to... Yeah, and musical theatre and Broadway shows, it's expressing your emotions on a completely different level. It's amplified so much. It's like, you know, it it is. It's like turned up to max, isn't it? Right, because it's everything that's going on within the character's mind that the composers and the lyricists have put for them to verbally express to the fourth wall, you know, the audience. Mm. That the audience is really their subconscious. So it's like within yourself, all those things that you find it difficult to articulate, the character is doing that for you. And I think that's why there's so much emotional resonance when there's a compelling show and you're able to relate to it. Yeah, absolutely. And we've I'm very embarrassed because we've been sitting here for the last 10 minutes trying to find <laughs> show tunes and some Broadway tunes on the system. And there's not actually many. So obviously they're not something that we, we play out very often here. But Hong Kong does, like, you're here, you're, you're, you're creating some, you're generating some art, you're making, you're making music, you're doing performances. Is there, is there a, a landscape for that here in Hong Kong? Do people here look for that outlet? Absolutely. I would definitely say that. I think when you're new to the area, it takes a little bit of footwork to to find those pockets of people because uh, initially, uh, you know, people are a bit shy. Mm -hmm. So you have to do your own digging. But then once you find them, then you realize that it's a... 
it's a community where everybody knows each other because, or they soon will know each sure. other because they want to be supportive of their, their creative endeavors. And uh, to enable to, to be able to have that sort of support, you need to have a strong community and you need to be able to work together. Mm -hmm. And so I've found that it's been extremely supportive and everybody that I've worked with has been lovely mm. and been able to always have a, a positive outlook and a positive creative product that's come out of these collaborations with people. And I think that's what makes the scene here uh, so much more vibrant because um, because there's that urge to express themselves. So there's all the more appreciation for when you're able sure. to find those like-minded people and be able to create something that's going to stimulate that emotional response in the audience and everybody enjoy uh, the, the jubilation of the creation process. Oh, amazing. And so you're part of a cabaret group here, right? So the Mercury Cabaret. Yes. So what, what, what does a cabaret group do? What do you, what do you, what is your mission? What is your mission and vision statement as a cabaret group in Hong Kong? Well, definitely, um, uh, the, the two should not be confused. So hmm. musical theater is definitely very different from cabaret. cabaret yeah. So these are areas that we explore. So in musical theater, when you're on stage, there's traditionally, there's the fourth wall. Yeah. The, the, the character on stage, they're singing, they're expressing this emotion. In the audience, you can still resonate with it, but you're essentially a voyeur. Yeah, yeah, You're, you're looking at yeah. them. You're having you a know. little peep into their subconscious. Yeah, and, sure. And you know that the person on stage is, they are singing to you, but you're not there. Whereas in cabaret, there are no walls. Mm. You are totally immersed, and the audience is essentially a part of the show. The, the show does not survive in cabaret without the audience. You they are another participant. audience member in cabaret. Oh, well... Be. Well, if you're passive, we're going to drag that out. <laughs> no, that, that wouldn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely, you could use aspects of cabaret to uh, perform musical theater type songs, but they are definitely two different entities. Mm. Absolutely. Right. And so do you, you've got a performance coming up. You're yes. going to be doing a show on Sunday? Yeah. yeah. So what, tell, tell us a little bit about that. So we know, what, how, how is this sort of thing being performed in Hong Kong at the moment? Right, absolutely. Well, so uh, this is a show that's going to be presented by the Mercury Cabaret. However, it is not one of our standard shows. It's going to be a bit different. So what it is, it's a bit of a love letter to all the musical theater that might have gotten some of the performers initially involved in wanting to explore their right. cabaret roots. So the, the singers are going to have a chance to perform some of their favorite songs. But, however, we're going to do it in a very intimate setting. So it might be advisable for people to bring some earplugs because oh, right, sure. be belting those tunes loud. <laughs> right Without the theater. So yeah. Not, yeah, sure. Oh, right. fantastic. No wall. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely a, it's a much different affair for us this time. So we're really excited to be uh, bringing this to an intimate audience and sharing these show tunes and just doing something that's a little bit different from our standard shows. Mm. Do you sing every day? Do you sing in the shower? Oh, I sing on the street. <laughs> I, I don't sing in the shower. I, really? I sing. I, right. Well, in the shower, I'm thinking of ideas. And then when I get out of the shower, anyways, um, yeah. but I'll be, I'll sing like on the MTR. I'll sing in the street and then people will look at me weird and, uh, and I'll think, well, whatever, I've got to practice. So yeah. <laughs> this is the only time I can. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I think, do you think Hong Kong's a, a city that's a good city to sing in? I think it's a good city to get an audience reaction. Yep, sure. Okay, uh, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, I, I've, uh, I know many, I know quite a few singer friends that uh, are, are busy and uh, they've had much success and great fans that come mm. up to 
to support them. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely say that there's fertile ground here. And, and like I was saying, it's, uh, you know, the, the artists are all supporting each other. You know, no one's taking anything away from someone else because yeah. uh, uh, we're all providing different ways that we're expressing this yeah. creativity in slightly different styles. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Is it's, it, is, it feels like a community that really comes together and supports each other. This sort of like performance community. You can't, I suppose you can do it in isolation, but it would be a little bit lonely. You need that energy from other people. Does it does it feed you to watch other people perform as well? Uh, oh, absolutely. And and of course, you know, I, I have to reiterate that I'm coming from a perspective where I am, you know, fresh, you know, I'm a bit yeah. green in Hong Kong. <laughs> Um, however, I think that even lends more of a testament to how embracing the, the community can be because I haven't been here relatively long compared to a lot of performers that uh, are seasoned mm, and have mm. been here. And, but yet, uh, you know, there's been open arms and, you know, we're kind of just hitting the ground running. Uh, so it's oh, been very amazing. exciting. Yeah. Amazing. All right. We're going to take a quick musical interlude with sure. uh, the Hue and Pinball Wizard. And Ooh. then we're going to come back and I'd like to see if maybe you're feeling courageous and brave enough to give us a musical. <laughs> The Who on RTHK Radio 3 and Pinball Wizard from Tommy. I'm correct in that. Am yes. I expert? Residence? I was in Tommy at high oh. school. Oh, what'd you, I, who'd you play? I was a Were was you the chorus. pinball? I wish no. I was. I was a chorus member. And I can remember it really vividly because up until we finished the entire run of performances, I don't think I ever got the choreography right. But I did so with so much confidence, I don't think anyone ever really noticed. That, I mean, <laughs> that's it. The, the audience probably thought that everyone else was doing it wrong. Exactly. And you were the exactly. only one doing it exactly. right. Exactly. Confidence goes a long way. It yes. goes a long way. Now, are you feeling brave enough? Ah, are you feeling brave enough ah, to give us a little bit of a, a, a song on air? Sure. Well, I, I suppose this will be a little bit of a theatrical pop quiz. Sure. That sounds like fun. Okay, cool. And I'm going to try and make sure we've got the the setup. I'm obviously, we've, it's a soundproofed room to a degree. So let's see how the audio, uh, the oh, degree. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, ether eyes. There's a saying old says that love is blind. Still we're often told, seek and ye shall find. So I'm going to seek a certain lad I've had in mind. Oh, I'm looking everywhere, haven't found him yet. And he's the big affair I cannot forget. Only man I ever think of with regret. Ooh, I'd like to add his initial to my monogram. Well, how about he just takes my last name instead? So tell me, where is the shepherd for this lost lamb? There's a somebody I'm longing to see. I hope that he turns out to be someone who watch over me. Just a little bit. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. And who is that? Which character is? What's the moment? Pa well, paint the picture. Okay, so. I suppose a lot of the audience would think, well, hey, wait, I, I've heard that song before in pop culture. Mm -hmm. That came from a musical? What? But actually, it is from a 1926 Broadway production called OK, written by George Gershwin. Oh, wow. Right. Oh, my gosh. But people will be more familiar to real, uh, obviously, whatever you've heard before was probably the Etta James version from 
1962. So it took a long time for it to become popular, but that's an example of how a song would make its way into the pop culture lexicon, and then people down the road wouldn't even realize that it originated from a musical. Gosh, amazing. And 1926, that's still then, okay, so 1926, and then Etta James covers it in 1962, and then you come on RTHK Radio 3 (laughs) in 2019 as Etherize, and you cover it here. So these songs have a real, they they have a real lifetime to them, don't they? Right, and um, I think it's, uh, it it tells you that the composer, uh, so the ones that have the pop crossover appeal, the composer is really tapping into the zeitgeist of what we're thinking culturally and just generally as people's basic human emotions and that those are the songs I feel like tend to make the the crossover and really resonate like even something fun like summer nights you know it's like hey everybody was in high school at some yeah. point and you had those moments where oh you don't know what's gonna happen when you stay out late and then probably kids listening to that song now they're like what's Greece? But yeah. I like that song. I've listened to that song yeah, a bunch of so times. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? It's it changes so much. Right. And so in here in Hong Kong, is you know, is is this a place where like Broadway Broadway songs, are, you know, are, could be something we all embrace in our culture that we that we find them because I I grew up here and I didn't hear a lot of Broadway songs when I was growing up. They weren't really part of my upbringing here. Um, you know, I've had all these things reflectively and as I was telling you off air I went to see cats once because everyone talked about cats and I unfortunately it's one of those things I have to tell people like I don't really like the music of Michael Jackson that um I don't I didn't like cats and I feel like I missed the point but then I do remember watching Starlight Express when I was a kid and that changed my life it was the most amazing (laughs) mind-blowing thing I ever saw so they do really leave an impression don't they these huge Broadway musicals but do they have to be huge productions a Broadway musical does it have to have lights and lights and sets and everything else no, I don't think so. I mean, the the way things make it to the Broadway stage, I mean, everything's got to start on a smaller stage at some point. So I think, and not necessarily everything that's great is going to make it to a Broadway stage. It could be very intimate pieces of theater and artwork that could have a much more lasting impact than seeing a great big spectacle. I think it more has to do, comes down to the writing yeah. and the composition of the songs and and because that's going to trump any sort of visual effect the yeah. visual effect is just going to complement it yeah but if what you're seeing from the emotion of the actors and hearing as far as the sound sensation if that's not resonating with you it doesn't matter how big the spectacle is it's yeah, not going to make an sure. impact and so do you do you write do you often write your own songs as well i do well i uh so yes i'm a singer songwriter i write my own songs um and I would definitely say that musical theater has had an influence mm-hmm, on the songwriting mm-hmm. because uh, generally I want to write things that are going to uh, be earworms, you know. Uh, oh, sure, absolutely. Fu- future hit songs, I call them. Yeah, You know, yeah. things that are going to have a, a catchy chorus and resonate with people emotionally. Um, but, yeah, I've, I'm working on songs for my own show right now. So mm-hmm. it's a matter of uh, just getting all of those emotions onto paper and... Uh, yeah, that kind of goes into another topic of, um, you know, maybe people that find that it's difficult for them to get into a musical theater yeah. atmosphere or express themselves, regardless of where they live in the world. Um, you know, I would say that um, that the main thing is if you're having some frustration with the audition process, that it's very important. Just start writing. Just write your own stuff. Yeah. Put yourself in your own show. Yeah. You know, if you are extremely passionate about 
what you want to do and how you want to express yourself because we're not all going to be genetically blessed to look like ingenues that some casting director is going to cast you know regardless of what your talent is mm. if you if you are confident in what you do like you were yeah in yes, your production I was, of tommy yes yep yep just <laughs> punch the sky in the wrong in the wrong direction sure yep right yeah yeah so i would say that that would be uh, paramount to even auditioning start out with writing your own story and mm. because the writer is always going to be the one that executes the emotion and the delivery the most sincerely mm. so write your own story get a show together and perform your show in front of whoever wants to see it. And then yeah. that way you know you're going to be producing your own theater because you're going to have the content control, creative control, and you'll be in the show. Beautiful. And I think it's, it's, there's no time like the present. I think we're in a, I think I'm hoping in most places we're in an age now where you can embrace your individuality a little bit. And there are more stories being written for people who you know stray from stereotypes and just like you said like not everyone is genetically blessed to be you know this um you know singing claudia schiffer uh, but at the same time there's so much you know people want to hear other stories they want to learn from other people's experiences and it's uh, it's really enriching so i think that's really beautiful thing. So if you want to, to express yourself if you want to start writing your own stuff that's a great idea so where can people learn more about yourself etherize and the things that you're doing in hong kong to get involved and come sing along or not sing along i don't know if that's oh. bad etiquette <laughs> are you allowed to do that are you allowed to sing along when people are singing but well it depends on how many drinks they've had okay sure fair all right, right. Um, so yeah, so where can people go to learn more? So you're part of the group. The group that you, you're with is the Mercury Cabaret. Can That's find correct. That on Facebook. Yes. yes. So like I said, coming up on Sunday, this mm -hmm. is a special performance. It's not one of our standard shows. Yeah. But it's going to be just a special little love letter to Broadway musicals, a little fun evening of nostalgia. Awesome. And also, if someone's brave enough, then they might be able to sign up and we'll let them slip in a song of their own. Uh, but we're going to be having Fantastic. some very special friends with us. Uh, we're going to have Miss Pishi Keen singing. We're going to have the spectacularly glorious Mushi Drag Spectacle doing a number Amazing. that I can't wait to see. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so that's going to be at the Aftermath Bar. Doors open at 7, and show is going to start pretty promptly at 8, so we're not keeping you out too late on a school night. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So it's Sunday night. Awesome. Yes. Cool. And so the website to go to to yep. find out more would be themercurycabaret.com. Great. And I will tag that on cruise on RTHK Radio 3 as well with a gorgeous photograph of a gorgeous guest. Oh, Ether thank Eyes. You. Thank you so much for coming.